morning. My name is Donna Sandoval and I am the Director of Worship here at Faith Westwood. Thank you for joining us this morning for our online service. If you're connecting through Facebook, we encourage you to go to the comment section and interact with us there. This morning you'll hear a stirring message from one of our very own members, Angie Washington. You will also hear an interview from a longtime dedicated volunteer leader, Dan Bowden. And Miss Leah, our children's ministry director, will give an inspiring children's message to connect to our theme this morning. Now let us prepare our hearts for worship. Hello, Faith Westwood, Holly Timberlake here. I have Dan Bowden, who has been attending Faith Westwood for a couple decades. He serves as a committee in several committees and also leads a faith group. And Dan Bowden has been a great influence on my leadership. We're going to talk a little bit today about faith. Good morning, Holly. Good morning, Faith Westwood family. So the first question I have for you, Dan, is what has grown your faith? Holly, three or four things come to mind. Probably the first one is my Sunday school class and uh, what we now call faith groups have been a wonderful uh, support system for me. Uh, we've been blessed over the years with many gifted preachers that bring wonderful messages to us. Uh, I also am a big believer in corporate worship, so it means a lot to me to get together with everybody every Sunday and to sing the hymns and do those sorts of things together. And then probably most recently, just mission work, getting out into the community and being the hands and feet of Jesus. Awesome. And my next question for you is, how does your faith group, church family, help you with your faith? Well, just the discussions after the sermon, we've got a, a wonderful group of discerning, devoted Christ followers, and just listening to them and learning from them and having the discussions just always leave me feeling better by the end of that hour. So I just really love them and enjoy their company. Well, Dan, thank you so much for taking a few minutes of your time to talk to me about faith. Um, we really appreciate it. Thanks so much, Holly.
and girls, Miss Leah here. Do you know what this is? This is called yeast. Do you know what yeast does? Even a tiny amount of yeast can make bread leavened, is what it's called, and make it rise to be fluffy like the bread that we buy in the stores. Jesus said that the kingdom of heaven is like the yeast that the woman put in the flour to leaven the bread. It's very small, and when it's mixed in there, you can't hardly see it, but it's very powerful and it changes everything around it, just like the kingdom of heaven. Do you know where we can find the kingdom of heaven now, today? It's in each one of us, in our hearts, in anybody who believes in Jesus and follows him, the kingdom of heaven. It's a very powerful and very valuable gift that you have in your heart. And when we can share that with the world, we can make our communities more fair, more loving, more generous. And we can change the world by sharing the kingdom of heaven with others. It's in each one of us. So today I want you to talk to your families about ways that you can share the kingdom of heaven with the community around you. How can you be more generous, kind, and loving to those around you and to be a good neighbor? All right, I will see you again next time. And until then, may the Lord bless you and always smile upon you. And all God's kids said, amen. I love you and I miss you all so very, very much. Until next time, bye. Today's scripture is from Matthew, starting with chapter 13, verse 33. He told them still another parable, the kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into about 60 pounds of flour until it worked all through the dough. Jesus spoke all these things to the crowd in parables. He did not say anything to them without using a parable. So was fulfilled what was spoken through the prophet. I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things hidden since the creation of the world. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Good morning, Faith Westwood. My name is Angie Washington, and I'm so excited to be able to share with you this morning a message about faith. Uh, a little while ago, Pastor Steve Todd asked me to share the message for um, the end of June, and I knew exactly directly right away exactly what I wanted to share about. And so the message that I'm bringing to you today is founded on a verse that we find at the end of 1 Corinthians 13. It may be familiar to you as well. Um, the verse states, these three things shall remain, faith, hope, and love. We know love, we know hope, we can grasp onto those two. And now let's look a little closer at what it means to have a faith that is eternal. During the scripture reading, we looked at a parable found in Matthew 13 that Jesus tells about a little woman who has a loaf of bread and she's working in the yeast. She's working in the yeast. It's a very short parable. And we hear the voice of Jesus 
trying to get us to imagine something. When we see a parable, when we see an illustration, we're invited to imagine what life might look like. And in this particular scripture, we hear about the kingdom of heaven, like the yeast that a woman works into dough. Think about that for a minute. Yeast, such a tiny little element, but it has such a huge impact. And all throughout the chapter 13 of Matthew, you can see different parables emerging uh, that Jesus is referring to a seed, a pearl, and yeast, all in reference to the kingdom of heaven. When I think about faith as a seed, or as yeast, or as pearl, I think of a beginning, a starting place. And I connect that with what we see in 1 Corinthians 13, that faith is also eternal. So that says to me that faith can begin at any moment in any size. In just a moment, you're going to be watching a YouTube video that I filmed recently of a spoken word poem. It's about eight minutes long. And it refers to some changes that have taken place in my life in these last few years. I want to bring to light the idea that faith is something in our lives, not outside of our lives. I think oftentimes in a religious context, we might push religious ideas to an external place. Whereas in this parable of the yeast with the dough, we see an influence from the inside out. And I would encourage you that as you're listening to my story, hearing some of where I've come from and the growth that has taken place, think about your own life. Do you view faith as something outside of you? Do you view the kingdom of God as a compartmentalized entity that takes place on Sundays, for example? Or have you relegated faith to an eternal standpoint where I don't have to worry about it until I get to eternity, until I get to heaven? That's when faith matters, and for now, I'm good, all right? Or maybe you've relegated faith to an, a concept of mythical morality that, oh, this is my stamp of approval that I'm a good person and that's all. I would like to encourage you to think about faith today as something very intimate and very inside of us rather than something only outside of us. So as you listen to these words, as you hear this poem, think about your own life. Think about those different moments where you might have doubted if God was involved. Maybe he was there working like a small piece of yeast to build and grow from the inside. Thought I was perfect, thought I was blessed, Thought I could change the world. Rushed to be married, 
rushed to be a mom. Got those two started so that I could rush to the world and save it. Built an empire. Wait, that's not it. Built a ministry. Bible schools, books, a church, a school, an orphanage, and a bowling alley. Then parenting got tough because being married got hard because the money was tight and it was all poorly managed. All of it. Cracks, crumbling, hustling to patch the damage, band-aids, overworking, addicted to achievement, pressure. Oh, and by the way, my pastor husband asks, could you be married to a person who's not a Christian? That's my cue. I can't fix this. Why didn't you tell me how to fix this, God? Dissolve. Sell the businesses. Move the kids. Back to the town where we were born, grew up, married. How could I have been so sure? What can I be sure of now? He cheats, leaves, I file, divorce, marred, scarred, scared. So, bee larvae get sealed by beeswax in their hexagon. The wriggly, wormy baby bee gets sealed in the dark. Then, the larvae turns into liquid goo. It dissolves. I dissolved too. Enclosed in the dark. Sealed around by the faith of those who could pray. When I could not. Shut in by the hope of those who could see when I could not. Wrapped in the love, the eternal love of God, the love of those who knew it all and still loved me. I sat in the dark, liquefied, mortified, cocooned. Just like the baby bee, the larva, doesn't know, is powerless, just submits to the natural process, I submitted. We placed ourselves, this single mom and her five kids, in a church. We did 
routine family things, birthdays, visits, holidays, simple traditions that were foreign, I fell back into a borrowed faith. The rhythm of centuries pulsed through my undone being. The process, natural, mysterious. Bees make liquid goo into legs, wings, stingers, eyes, stripes of yellow, instincts, buzzing abilities. Every so often, a queen bee is born. After succumbing to the natural process, she is born. Larva, wriggly and wormy. Sealed, liquefied in the dark. Formed, assembled, and amazing. Emergence. Able-bodied, duty-bound. I can't tell you how or when my darkness turned into a miracle. It was slow. It took a long time. It's still taking a long time. I am a queen bee shaped and formed, able-bodied and duty-bound. I have a queen bee tattooed on my right shoulder. A permanent scar. A beautiful mark of remembrance. I have forgiven for my many offenses have been forgiven. How can I stand before you today free of resentment? How can I move about and work and raise my kids and live? How can I tell you that I have hope now at long last? How can I convey to you the overwhelming gratitude in my heart for those who did not give up on me? How can you, you, know the same long-suffering redemption and saving grace? This is when I remember no formulaic stodgy one, two, three will ever be the answer. All I know to say is God loves you. Jesus is Lord.
Amen. When we choose to look for God from the very inside, rather than grasping and looking on the outside, we invite the same faith in us that Jesus had. There is a verse in Hebrews, Hebrews 12, verses 1 through 3. In your own time, you can dive in and look at it. Or if you have a Bible close by, maybe flip it open and look there. It says, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. A pioneer of faith, Jesus. When we choose to look at the life of Jesus, we can see a beginning point for our faith as well. If you're still there with me in Hebrews 12, if you look at verse uh, three there, it says, consider him so you will not grow weary and lose heart. Again, this pulls back to our ability to imagine, our ability to think about our lives and say, okay, let's think about Jesus. Let's think about all he endured. If he is able to do that and live on this earth in the condition that it was, in the condition that it is, with the people the way they are, and he was able to have faith, I can trust that, he, that Jesus as my example, when I look to him, that faith will begin in me. I would like to encourage you to consider where you're at as the starting point for your faith. It is not necessary for you to be a pastor or a priest or a nun or a monk in order for you to know the faith that Jesus had. He walked with tax collectors and fishermen. So maybe we could say, if you work at a bank, faith can start in you. If you work at a meatpacking plant, faith can start in you. Jesus walked with real people. There's another verse that talks in, first, in 2 Corinthians, that is close to that 1 Corinthians that we were talking about. So 2 Corinthians, it says, for we live by faith, not by sight. When you're thinking about your life and you're thinking about the things that are going on and you're facing things that don't make sense or things that might be troublesome in your life, I would encourage you to connect with the eternal reality of faith, hope, and love. Where is the faith in this? Where is Jesus in this? Where is God in my life right now? Our lives are designed in such a way that we can connect with our Heavenly Father by faith. I would like to pray for you now 
as you're beginning your week, as you're beginning your day, as you're thinking what interactions you're going to have or what difficulties you're going to face or what joys you're going to experience, I would like to pray with you so that you can connect to that seed-like, tiny-like, yeast-sized faith that I know God has placed inside of you. God, we come to you today and we trust that you are the author and the perfecter of our faith. You began faith for us. You gave us a tiny bit of faith inside of every one of us that can grow and influence and infect every part of our lives. God, we put our lives in your hands right now. We can't figure it out on our own and we need you. We need your power, we need your love, we need your hope. Please help us, God, to trust and rely on you. Please make our faith grow like the yeast that grew in the bread in the parable that we've read. Help us, Jesus, to look to you and see you in our our lives. Help us not to push religion outside or relegate it to anywhere else, but help us to really live it inside our lives. Thank you, God, for each person listening. God, touch their lives right now. Do your miracle-working power that you need to do to help them through whatever they're facing. We celebrate their joys, and we pray, God, that you give them endurance and faith in in the hardships. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining our worship service today. We hope you were encouraged by the message that God is at work in your life. If you know someone who would be refreshed by this message, share with them our website link at faithwestwood.com backslash service. On our website, you can fill out a connection card, share with us your prayer request, You can also give to the 2020 Ministry Fund. And this week's mission offering focus is for Bless Friend Fund. This fund supports our community and our neighbors like Central Middle School. We hope to see you next week. And know that God is working. He is working in your life. God bless. Take 16. (laughs) Hi, everybody. We sure do miss our Faithwood Church family. Uh, But we continue worship every Sunday morning with the beautiful music of David and the message of Pastor Steve. We sure miss you and hope to see you soon. Miss everybody. See you. Hi, Faith family. I just want to say hi. Hope you're all doing well. Have a wonderful week ahead. Know that we are praying for you and can't wait to see you again.